Hello out there and welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April and I'm looking for my buddy Seth. Seth Robinson, are you out there? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. It's Friday. Yeah. It's nice outside. I'm looking forward to a, a outdoorsy weekend, hopefully. How about you? I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. I've got pretty open and there's stuff to do around the house, but I'm strongly debating uh, procrastinating on that stuff and trying to find something else to do. So I'll give you permission. I think that's a good idea. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Procrastinate on the house stuff. I think I'm going to, if the weather's nice, I'm going to do, do the same. I'd like to get up to the ocean if possible, but I, don't I was going to ask, is it, uh, is it beach time yet? Yeah, well, I mean, judging by the weather we've had this week, it certainly um, is uh, accommodating for sitting on the beach. Um, but I don't know if I'll make it up this weekend. Next weekend is kind of the kickoff Memorial Day. Sure. Everyone starts going uh, going to the shore. So um, either this weekend or next, I will probably get in the car and motor motor to the water. It'll be nice. Sounds nice. So we've had uh, we've got a couple things to talk about here today, but real quickly we should mention the big news from last week: um, the the ransomware mm -hmm. attacks that hit. Uh, and I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it. I don't think that we can add much that hasn't already been said because it, it really is simple. I think in a lot of ways, you know, this ransomware attack hit a lot of uh, computers that were vulnerable. A lot of these computers were still running Windows XP or they hadn't been updated or patched. And the takeaway lesson is people need to be doing the basics on security. They, if, if these people had updated their computers, if they had updated the operating system, if they had installed the patches they were supposed to install, a lot of this could have been avoided. And I, I think that we hear some of those stories, even you know within CompTIA here, uh, of companies that have been doing due diligence and a ransomware attack like this really didn't affect them that much. And it's not like it takes a huge investment. Uh, it just needs to be done. Right. No, it, it certainly is just, it's just a due diligence issue. Um, you know, and you've been doing our security study for, you know, every year now for years. And, you know, it's um, one of the things that I think the data and, and the message that you in your reports write is, you know, is to do this due diligence and to make sure, you know, the IT department is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And like you said, a lot of this is just basics. It's not something super sophisticated. And then also for end users to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I think, yeah, I don't know what there is more to say about it other than it was avoidable. Yeah. Yeah, we we have, I think, expected bigger attacks to keep coming like this as the dependence on digital technology continues to grow. And I think we'll continue to see that, and uh, we'll, it'll be interesting to see you know, what the tipping point is where businesses finally start putting the right policies in place and really start managing this properly. But you know, for now, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what the next one is that, that comes and hits us. Well, you know, that's, it's an interesting segue here because I published a new study this week, as you know, on new IT buyers, and it's about the sort of the trend in seeing the purchasing power and technology decision-making shifting or at least being shared now by line-of-business executives in non-IT roles, so VPs of marketing and people in the finance office and even in logistics and supply chain operations, uh, sales and customer service, HR, all of those groups are now taking a big role in choosing the technology that they want to deploy, going out and purchasing it, they've got their own budget. 
And how this sort of dovetails with what we were just talking about with the ransomware attacks is these are non-IT people. So while they may have more leverage now in, in, in purchasing, uh, it's going to be interesting to see or to make sure that their IT departments, whom they hopefully collaborate with, are making sure that they are you know, taking the right steps to secure um, whatever it is, technology that they're bringing into their department. So it's interesting. But the study is something that we've, we've known this, is ha- this has been happening, that line of business is taking a much stronger role uh, in dictating the type of technology they put in their departments. A lot of this is due to cloud computing, we found. It's just simpler uh, for many of these departments and faster for them to self-provision a lot of applications in particular for their department. And so the study itself uh, went out to end-user companies in the United States, and we uh, we specifically uh, weeded out any technology or IT-oriented executives from the study. So this is all non-IT people. And we asked them about their tech habits, and frankly, you know, they, you know, overwhelmingly are saying that their organizations, more of the decision making, or at least the input that's getting um, driving technology decisions, is coming from all corners of organizations now, from the CEO's office down to every single business function that I've mentioned already. And not only that, but individual departments uh, have their own technology budget and. Uh, notably, they're hiring people within their departments who are have tech roles. So no longer if you're a techie person and you're a systems analyst or you're a software developer or you're a data scientist, you're not relegated to working within the IT group at many of these companies. Many of these, these departments themselves are hiring somebody within their four walls who is their specifically you know, tech-rolled person. That person may also do business functions as well. Uh, we found that you know, there is a kind of a hybrid role that goes on within these departments. But uh, it, it's an interesting thing. It opens a lot of doors. You know, I think we've talked about this in past volleys. You know, the technology jobs are no longer just pigeonholed into a technology group within an organization or working in the IT industry. It's much more widespread where you can have opportunity. But it's an interesting dynamic that's going on, and I think it has a lot of implications for well, the channel, and we can get into that in a bit, how they, how they sell and who they sell to, but also for what we talked about earlier, things like security and compliance and making sure that these people, the new buyers, know what they're doing or at least are consulting with their IT group to make sure that you know, all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. I'm interested to know, uh, we have done a lot of studies in the past. You and I have done cloud studies together. I've done the digital organization study. And I think we've we've seen this phenomenon growing. And this is study that you have is the first time that we've really looked at it closely. And the sense I think that we've had is companies maybe started out or business units started out thinking that they could procure their own technology and they could avoid the IT department and it could be faster and simpler. And very quickly, they realized that there were security problems or maybe integration problems or some other problem that that caused them to need the IT team. They needed deeper expertise than what they had. And so I think we've seen a fairly rapid shift into wanting to collaborate and, and not wanting to avoid IT, not wanting to act independently, but like you mentioned before, providing input, have everyone come to the table together. Did you see that uh, continuing in this new study, or do you still see some desire to be independent and leave IT out of the picture? Well, we we specifically asked about that, and you're right. Uh, I think, you know, and you've written about this, I think, in past security studies, rogue IT or digital orgs, maybe I forgot. What I found in this study is that 
line of business uh, buyers recognize the need for balance and the need to collaborate. You know, we ask specific questions about whether uh, managing IT should be centralized or managing and you know purchasing IT should be decentralized. And it was kind of a mixed bag. There are arguments, pros and cons on either side to having all of the you know all of the IT domain purchasing to managing and all of it be done by the IT department versus having it completely decentralized across every business function within an organization. And what we found is it's completely, you know, I'd say the majority of the folks who answered the study believe that it should be something that's shared. So it's a shared responsibility. I think the way that these line of business folks see it is, you know, we want, we, we found an application that we think is going to be very useful and help us, even if it's specific to just a, a, an individual marketing campaign, for instance. We want to deploy it quickly. We can do that. But we don't know the implications for how it connects to any other system that we have. We don't know the implications for security. Why don't we talk to our IT department? And what we also found is in some cases, they're budgeting through the IT department. So they have to go through the IT department. So they'll say, this is a cool app. We like it. We want to get it. And then the IT department has to do the procurement. Or conversely, they have their own budget, but they want to still make sure that they loop in the IT department. I definitely think that uh, we saw a softening of, you know, this is ours and this is yours and we don't talk to one another. I really, I really think that there's been a recognition. And maybe this is because line of business executives now have some experience in purchasing technology and trying to deploy it and have run into the, the headaches that, that, that can occur in trying to do that correctly. And now they realize, oh, okay, we might need some help. So I think, I think I take it as a positive. I thought it was a pretty optimistic set of, uh, of findings with respect to the end users coll uh, collaborating with their internal IT department. So I think it's a good thing. You know, and, and, and on the other side, the IT department, while being looped in, is still being now freed up to do more work on some strategic projects within their organizations if line of business is taking more responsibility for some of the technology which, within their own departments. I, I agree with you. I, I think that we are setting ourselves up for a, a good situation here where everyone's coming to the table. It's a collaborative environment and a lot of the responsibility is shared. And, and as that responsibility gets shared, certain things become more clearly defined. Uh, and we've mentioned a couple of them here, um, like security is, is one that in my studies, we still see business units saying, we don't want to be responsible for security. We prefer for the IT team, the technical team, to be thinking about security from a company-wide perspective and making sure that everything's in place or giving us the right policies. I, you know, That's one that we see. Another one that we see them want IT to take is really the, the exploration of new technology. So if it comes to something like virtual reality, IT should be the one kind of saying, here's this new technology, here's the way it can be used, here's the pros and cons, and here's how it might be plugged in, and then let the business unit start to think about, okay, wh what can I do with this, and, and what should the requirements be? One that we haven't asked about as much, but I think is almost a default one that stays with IT, is the infrastructure, uh, like the, the, just the underlying hardware nuts and bolts of how things are running at the company. And you mentioned that a lot of these business units are bringing in technical people. And I think if we go back to the functional IT framework that we built last year, and we think about those four areas of infrastructure, software development, security, and data, infrastructure and, secu and security 
I think still tend to go towards the IT department. Development and data are ones that are much more blended and the lines get blurry and you tend to have those people uh, showing up either underneath an IT function or within a business unit. And I think that one of the really interesting things to watch here is how the IT function takes that infrastructure responsibility and the security responsibility and basically creates a platform and kind of the, the boundaries of here's how we can operate now business unit if you understand that if you can go find a piece that plugs into this it's going to be safe and then we can move quickly rather than having to evaluate every piece at a time um, and and that's something that i think is still evolving uh, that will probably evolve over the next couple of years and will give it quite a bit to do while they're still enabling these business units and, and being, like you said, a really strategic part of the business. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And in, in the study, um, we provided a list of different types of tech roles, job roles, and asked these line of business folks what they had within their departments. And they're not infrastructure people for the most part. You're absolutely right that I think the hardware domain, the networking infrastructure, security, those are going to remain with the IT department. And, and you're right, and then that builds the foundation for which the line of business can try to plug in with whatever they're doing. But just to rattle off a couple of these here, you know, within marketing departments, we asked what sort of tech job roles they had, you know, social media manager, digital marketing manager, software developer, data analyst, content manager. I mean, those are definitely not your bedrock infrastructure type of roles that we're talking about here. Similarly within finance, we you know, the number one job role that was tech oriented within the finance department was a data analyst. Um, we've got software developers, cloud specialists, data scientists. So I think, yeah, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. And 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 I think that's nice. It's it's sort of a nice marriage if you think about it. It's like, you know, one person's got this piece, the other's got the other piece, and then you gotta figure out ways for it to complement one another. But I think both the IT side and the line of business side uh, are going to be going to have their hands obviously involved in technology, uh, but I think, and I think they're both going to be very busy. It's not like one is usurping the other. Yeah. But there's one other thing I want to point out, and I, won't, I don't want to. I won't go on and on and on. But I think one of the biggest takeaways from this study, and it's got big ramifications for the channel, is that you know we asked what, um, how line of business, not just about procurement and buying. But once they had the technology installed within their business unit, how are they managing it? And the vast majority are managing it through their own IT department or through the technical people that they have in their own department. Almost a very small percentage are using an outside firm to manage, so using a managed services provider or any other channel company. Now, I chalk this up to line of business not being familiar with the IT channel. Um, you know, an internal IT department obviously will have a much more, um, they'll have a much greater understanding of, of what's available to them from an outsourcing perspective. And it may be the case that these line of business are punting management to their IT department and then the IT department is actually outsourcing to a third party. That's very, you know, that's a big caveat with the data that we have here. But if you are a channel company, this I think signals a big opportunity to get in there and start to sell to these line of business folks. Uh, and that's a different animal. You're going to be selling to people that don't want to talk about speeds and feeds. You're in mo most likely, likely going to be selling to people that you're not selling hardware to. In many cases, you're selling to people who've already self-provisioned a particular application. So you're going in and trying to sell yourself as the manager of that or the integrator of that or you know helping them grow or scale 
when or figure out how to use all the features of a particular application that they have self-provisioned. Um, but it, I think it's going to necessitate channel companies to either retrain or hire new sales reps and marketing people who understand how to talk to the various groups outside of an IT department within a company. I, I mean, I think it's an exciting time. If you can take advantage of that, if you can get a vertical expertise, so if you understand a particular vertical industry well, and then you can go in and sell to their marketing person or sell to their CFO or sell to you know, the head of their VP of sales, whoever it happens to be, uh, there's a big greenfield that exists there for the channel to get involved here. And as the channel's trying to figure out where they fit in with cloud and where they fit in with the direction that we're going with digitization, uh, I think taking a look at line of business as their new customer is the direction that they need to head in. Right. I, I, I think that depending on the company, depending on you know who the client might be, you're, you're going to end up sometimes talking directly to a line of business. And I think sometimes you're going to be talking into this collaborative environment that we talked about. And you're really going to need to have a hybrid approach. You're going to have to know that IT has some technical questions that need to get answered, but both groups or all groups are, are really wanting to drive the business forward. And so it's not just about saying, I have a solution that I'm going to bring in and give to you and it will do X, Y, Z faster or better. It's going to be, I understand the goal that you want. So here's technology that I can offer and let's build something together to create that goal. Uh, and I think that as you get smaller and, and, and if you start getting into a company that doesn't have its own formal IT, that channel partner is probably taking the role of IT that I mentioned before of trying to build that platform or build that architecture that allows the business units to be a little bit more independent and, and allows them to go and get something and use it while they're still operating within some kind of a, a safe framework or a safe model. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's another huge opportunity for them. Yeah, it definitely is. And we, when we looked at the segmentation in this study and, and uh, broke, it, broke it down, but the respondents down by company size, the smallest companies in this study were the most likely by double to be working with an outside provider from the channel to manage their IT because they clearly don't have their own IT department. So I think you're right. And that, that provider then has to provide the foundation and the, and the framework for what they build their technology from. Um, so I think you're spot on there. Well, very good. Uh, I know you were working on this one for a while. It was a, a new direction for us, uh, kind of an offshoot of what we've been doing, but something that we hadn't looked at before. So congratulations on getting it done. And, and is this one available to registered users? It is not as yet. It will be. Right now, it's a premier user it's premier, only. Okay. But is uh, I don't know what the time frame we have on that is. It's a few months out, and then it'll be available to everyone. But there's been a lot of press coverage of this study, and uh, you may be able to access the report uh, through the media who have who have access to it. So uh, for those of you who are dying, or you know, you could always reach out to me directly, and maybe I can slip you a copy of the report. But it will be publicly available, you know, in in the next few months to register all of our registered users. Uh, your your email inbox is going to be flooded now with requests. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, the last thing to cover here was the, the big event from this week, uh, which was Google I.O. We talked about software developers being one of the skills that might show up in both the IT function or the business unit function. And there were a lot of developers out in San Francisco this week hearing what Google had to say. And the primary thing that they had to say 
was uh, artificial intelligence is coming and maybe it's even here and it's going to be super amazing. It's, it's what they've been saying for a while, uh, but they, they really refine the message. I know some people out there find, found the keynote to be a little dry, um, a little devoid of maybe big, huge announcements, which mm-hmm. I think is partly kind of the state that we're in with technology and partly I think shows some restraint from Google in, in saying, you know, here are the things that we are focusing on. Uh, they're not turning into products that are going to be available in the market immediately, but they're going to show up in the products that you already have. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. I, I think the thing to me that resonated the most was the tagline that they've used, that they've been using, uh, which is we're moving from mobile first to AI first. And I understand that tagline from a software perspective, that from developing software Uh, There's a certain focus and there are certain uh, characteristics that you're thinking about if you're developing for a mobile platform. And and what they're saying is that most software going forward is going to be incorporating artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, And they're certainly saying that they think that that's uh, in their wheelhouse. Uh, And so when they they say that we're moving to an AI-first world, they're really saying that they think they're going to have a big place in that world. But... I kind of have a problem with that tagline. I feel like it's confusing for people that aren't software developers, for people that are maybe in business units trying to procure technology. Those are two very different things. And mm-hmm. I don't think that companies are going to go out there and say, where are the artificial intelligence products? Or if they are, they're going to be a little confused because they're not going to find them. Uh, you know, those artificial intelligence is going to be sort of this different layer of a technology stack, uh, and it is something very new, and I think it's almost a brand new layer, but it's it's different from mobile or mobile devices or how you might go about a mobility strategy. And, and I think that's what will cause confusion for decision makers or people in business units or people in the channel looking at this and saying, well, what does it mean that we're going from mobile first to AI first? And, and I think that because we've gotten into this place where a lot of technology is abstracted and people are familiar with it, but they don't know all the ins and outs. They don't even know what a technology stack might be, much less you know what different layers might be and how they interact. I, I think that causes confusion and maybe it drives some new literacy among people so that they learn a little bit more and learn how these pieces work together. But I just don't like saying we're going from mobile first to AI first. I'll agree because it confuses me. That's for sure. To me, these are, I don't see that you have to do one over the other or one has to be first before the other. You you said something about the abstraction of technology today. And I think that that is a very important point. And also to, to your point, the keynote, not having a big announcement per se. I think we've moved away. We're no longer in that era of an unveiling of some product on a stage or you know, things, features and functions and new technology are just being incorporated or added into the the existing stack of what we have and it's very software driven obviously but to me I I couldn't agree with you more I think that mobility and and AI are in different lanes they intersect in some places I suppose but I don't see any need for one to be first over the other I don't think we've quite gotten there with mobility yet so why are we saying okay we're done with that let's move on to AI I just see them as different things and and frankly from a channel perspective I think we're far off and 
having AI be something that would be a cornerstone of any of their businesses. Of, cor of course, they should be looking at that technology and how it, it possibly they could monetize it, but it certainly isn't, it isn't there yet. I like your point tying you know, that, that tagline back to the, the products or the lack of products. Uh, I think that goes along with uh, something that I'm going to describe at uh, a keynote in, at a Tech Data event next week that when we talk about Internet of Things, we're, we're talking about a pretty huge shift in the IT industry. And we've talked on this podcast before about what is the technology industry or is there one? And I think the reason those lines are getting blurred is for a long time, technology products have stood on their own and, and they're clearly coming out of a brand new industry. It's not like you know, you've got servers coming out of, of an industry that, uh, that's been there before. They had to be a brand new thing. But now when we're talking about everyday devices that are all around us that are getting digitized, that are getting some degree of intelligence and connectivity, that's where this technology industry is beginning to fade a little bit and, and where all of a sudden everything is becoming a technology industry. And, and I think that all of this is related and and again it doesn't exactly mean that the vendors and the distributors and and the IT departments that we know about today are going away it just means that their place in the world is something different and and they're fitting into the economy and into society in a different way and and again some of that is baked into saying we're moving from mobile first to AI first but I think that even even saying that almost presupposes that we're talking about products. We're talking about things that are happening within the technology industry, and the discussion is just getting much larger than that. No, I just used an example of Cisco this week. You know, they're um, they've had declining revenues. Uh, they're expected to miss their quarterlies by like as much as six percent. Uh, their stock price tanked, and they announced more layoffs yesterday. And it's specifically because we are moving away from this product-centric, hardware-centric technology industry. And and you know they'll they'll find their footing, and obviously a big company, and understand and embrace sort of the the, the software-oriented direction that we're all moving in. But you couldn't be more right about the fact that the industry itself is taking on a new role and is competing in many ways with the economy at large and other types of companies who may not be IT companies, but they're doing their own technology and they're embracing AI and they're embracing mobility and they have people on staff who can do that. And, uh, and, and it, it's, just, it's, it's, inter it's interesting to watch, um, but I think we're going to see a lot more of, uh, of that, of some of the vanguard you know, platform players out there and you know, having, going through a struggle right now as we transition we're all kind of digitizing and i think that those big players like a cisco they're going to have their own issues and we're seeing it play out right now making a transition as well and just to bring it back to your study that's why business units i think are becoming more active in this technology process not because they are buying technology products even though they are but it's because they're digitizing their operations and it's mm -hmm. a very different thing than using tools in support of your operations, you're now digitizing your operations. And that's that's a very different thing. And that's why all these changes in organizational structure and roles and responsibilities are coming around. Yep, agreed. Well, I think that's a good endpoint for us. I think so. I'll, uh, I'll let you start thinking about whether or not you're gonna hit the beach. 
I know. <laughs> it's on my mind. My window's open. The sun's shining. It's beautiful out. So we'll see. You know, I'll probably get sucked into something less less glamorous this mm. weekend. But we can dream here, at least for a bit. Yeah. I know we've probably got soccer games and whatever going on this weekend. So good luck to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, hope you have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye.